0: Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. So recently, I have been having a lot of fun uh, with a new self-concept And I'm loving it so much that I thought I would share a bit about my journey. And I'm kind of on the front end of it. I have been working towards this for a while now, for sure. You've heard me talk about um, various different things that I've done to this self-concept, to the end of the self-concept, to that end, actually. And so um, I just thought I would share some really cool ideas I have around adopting a new self-concept. And by self-concept, I mean looking at yourself in a new way intentionally, looking at yourself in a new way intentionally, and then from that place, taking steps to actually live into that new identity and that new self-concept, right? And so I've actually done this several times throughout my life. I think back when I was working as an administrative assistant and I knew I had the chops to become an amazing executive assistant too, and so I just started acting from the place of of having already achieved an executive assistant role. So I started showing up for myself differently, I started showing up for work differently, I started showing up for my role differently, even though I was not titled, I did not have the title of executive assistant yet, I adopted that self-concept of being a top-notch executive assistant and then obviously the role followed and I was able to build this amazing career for myself as an EA so like that's one example of like leveling up my self concept and I don't even think I would have had the framework to have called it that back then I think that I was ready and I think I had the faith in myself and the knowledge and understanding that I could do the role and be very effective in it So that's an example of adopting a new self-concept. I'm going to go through this self-concept that I am adopting currently, but before I do that, I've really been thinking a lot about what I wanted to share in this podcast episode, and I think I'm going to start with the benefits of adopting a new self-concept. When we adopt a new self-concept, I love this idea of focusing on becoming, focusing on becoming. And what I love about focusing on becoming, I'm using air quotes around becoming, is that we don't have to do all the things perfectly. This isn't about perfectionism. It's truly about stepping into a new identity and doing things that support that new identity and that new self-concept. So, not everything has to be perfect. I'm a very goal oriented person, and I can get really in the weeds with myself around how often I'm gonna run and how often I'm gonna do yoga and um, that sort of thing. And I can get really fixated on the goal and really perfectionistic about the goal. But what is so great about focusing on adopting a new self-concept is that you're actually focusing on becoming the next version of yourself, which is just so much fun um, and so cool to think about and you don't have to do it perfectly. Like It's not about becoming perfect, it's about becoming this next version of yourself, this next leveled up person that you want to be. And I think also adopting a new self-concept means that we're playing the long game, we're playing the long game. So we we aren't in it necessarily for like the short-term hit, the dopamine hit and all of that. And of course, that'll be a part of it. That'll play a role in adopting a new self-concept. But I like to view it as in a year from now, where do I want to be with this? And then take in- incremental steps in order to adopt that new self-concept. And for me anyway, <laughs> this new self-concept also helps me develop a relationship with your future and past selves. So I'm going to kind of break this piece down. It feels a bit meta and it is a bit meta, but I look back over the last five years of running Whole Assistant and I just hit my five-year anniversary with Whole Assistant. I started it July 3rd, 2018, and I just hit the five-year mark with Whole Assistant. And I am so grateful to my past self for hooking me up with my future, with, with my current life, I'm so thankful to all that she went through to getting for, to her getting up early in the morning at like five a.m. and writing, and her taking the steps to really um, understand the EA role at such a higher level, invest the time and energy to become that amazing executive assistant, to really do the work to be where I am today, right? So I like to view my past self as a separate person, and I know that sounds silly, but I'm so grateful to her for hooking me up for my current life. And then I think about my future self, and I'm like, okay, so I want to adopt this new self-concept to invest in her, to set her up for success. And so I love thinking about her, I love thinking about where she is, about wh- where, where she's going, about all the steps to get there, right? And a great way of getting to that new place, that future self is to adopt and work on a new self-concept now. I know this is like a lot to process, but it's kind of really cool when you think about it, or it is for me anyway. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What I also like to think about too, is that eventually all these things that I want to do as a part of this new self-concept will be like breathing so for example, I don't struggle with smoking. I've never smoked. I've never been tempted by smoking. It's not something I, I care to do or even try. I've just never been tempted. So it's not a temptation for me. So I don't have to work on moving past that piece, right? And I look at it like that too. Like when I have fully onboarded this new self-concept and I have got it dialed in, then it will just be so habitual because it's just core to who I am at that point that I won't even be tempted or I may be tempted, but it's not going to be a big deal or a thing <laughs> by past vices, by where I am today, like by, by the things that tempt me today, I hopefully will have moved past them at a certain point because I've adopted this new self-concept. So it's an investment in your future self by taking actions now, by really managing your mind around those things now so that eventually that new self-concept just is like I said, we're working on becoming, it just as eventually becomes like breathing. So I think back um, several years ago to when, actually before my stroke, when I was eating a lot of fast food, um, not really taking good care of my body. And I am never tempted by fast food now, like ever. (laughs) I like to go to Starbucks once in a while. um, But other than that, like I, I'm not really. I don't. I don't go through, through McDonald's. I think our thing back then was Sonic. I'll go through occasionally with my um, with my bonus child, Alex, and we'll just get an ice cream. But I'm never tempted by the food. You know, I'm not tempted like I was back then. It's not a habitual thing for me because I've just developed this new way of being and thinking about myself. I've have somewhere along the way adopted a new self concept around all of that. Now, that's not to judge the fast food, that's not to judge any of that. But when I think about who I want to be in the future, some of the hangups that I have today, I I know will not be issues for me because I am working on developing this new self-concept. Okay, so I'm now going to share what the self-concept is with you all that I have been working on and thinking about and writing about and journaling about. And that self-concept is this. I am a woman who takes lavish care of herself. I am a woman who takes lavish care of herself. And I just like one day sat down and I did a brain dump. And so for me, like it has several components. There's what I eat, what I put in my body. And guys, I think it's not going to be what you think. Like I definitely have got three bullet points under that section. And it says to eat nourishing foods to indulge in chocolate. So I like to have one square of dark chocolate a night and I love dark chocolate. It's like my jam and I really enjoy eating it and it's a lot of fun. And then also to enjoy one baked good per month. So this year I've had this goal to, um, get in the kitchen and bake something every single month. And it's just a fun thing. Like I, I believe in goals to achieve something, but I also believe in goals to bring us back to ourselves and to incorporate more joy into our lives. And my three-year-old Sammy loves to be in the kitchen with me. He loves to bake. He loves to help me crack the eggs and mix everything up. And so I just made it my goal to bake one thing per month. And you guys, this is not a complicated thing. For July, I made 4th of July red velvet cookies with a cake mix, right? And my little boy is there with me and we're having fun and we're baking. And just that connection piece with him is a part of that puzzle. And so I'm going to have fun. I'm going to eat one baked good per month. And then also, um, that's the self-concept I'm working on. Currently, I have one day a week I go and get a donut. That's where I am right now, and that's lovely, and I'm enjoying that donut, and I may decide to keep it in the future. I'm still navigating that piece, but I think I'd much rather be intentional with time with my son, with fun things that we can make together, rather than going out and eating a donut all by myself (laughs) once a week, right? So those little shifts are what I'm talking about when I say I'm a woman who takes lavish care of herself. Exercise is also a part of this. So, you guys have been on my journey with me with regards to exercise. I've spoken about it several times on this podcast. When I turned 40 back in April, I started a running routine. I got out of the routine when I went to Europe and a few weeks before. Um, So, now I'm back in the running regularly, getting back into that routine. And this is one of those things where I want it to be just like breathing. Like, I wake up, I put on my makeup, I get dressed, that I do those things without even thinking about it. And I love that I do those things without even thinking about it. I want exercise to be the same way. I want it to be just like breathing as a piece of this concept of taking lavish care of myself. Um, And then also yoga two to three times a week. And as you guys know, I've been building that into my routine as well, right? I just want those things to be automatic, This is just who I am. This is just what I do. This is just how I function. And then I actually have a relationships piece to this as well. I want to connect regularly with my partner as a way to take lavish care of myself. I want to connect regularly with friends as a way to take lavish care of myself. And I want to connect regularly and do and plan fun things with our kids. It can be so easy for me anyway to just be on autopilot outside of work, to just sit down on the couch at the end of the day, not get up and go for walks with my boys to just hang out with them in the house. But I actually want to be a mom who engages with her boys in a way that feels meaningful and true and also elevates and improves their day-to-day, right? I want to be someone who's invested in her family and relationships and connect and do fun things with our kids. And then I have a spirituality section. I want to meditate regularly. I want to spend more time reading the Bible, spend more time in prayer. And I want to get in the routine there again of finding a church community that I can relate to that feels good for me and my family to be a part of. And I want that relationship piece to be in, this is under the spirituality heading, but I want that relationship piece and that community piece to be a part of my life and our lives as a family. Um, And other things that make me happy investing in beauty, going to the dermatologist, makeup, hair. I love that stuff. And I know not everybody does. So you have to figure out what is going to be good for you. If you also want to take lavish care of yourself, this, the, like this, this self-concept will look different for everyone. And I'm not even suggesting that you adopt my self-concept of taking lavish care of yourself, but these are the things that I really want to invest my time and energy in becoming Tango and other Latin dance is another another thing that makes me happy. Bubble baths make me happy. Long showers make me happy. Travel makes me happy. (laughs) And I just needed to write it down. I just needed to have those things top of mind because it can be really easy, especially for me, to lose those things in the weeds, to lose those parts of myself, right? So as a woman who takes lavish care of herself, she's going to be mindful of those things that bring her joy. And so I also wrote down a helpful thoughts section here, helpful thoughts. I'm going to work on thinking and believing for myself so that I can incorporate these things more in my day to day. And one of the thoughts is I am worth the long-term investment. I am worth the long game in this way of like, this may take me several years to master. And or I may never master it. Like, I don't think that a self-concept is necessarily something that you master. It's something that you become, right? So like, what does it look like for me to hold this, to hold this new identity as someone who takes lavish care of herself and then also let it breathe a little bit, let it just kind of be, but as a concept, as a concept, I've adopted this self-concept, right? And then also taking time to plan helps me achieve success. So by this, I mean making intentional choices ahead of time will help me succeed and live a more intentional life on purpose. Now, I also recognize and realize and want to point out that some of you may be thinking, wow, taking lavish care of yourself doesn't, isn't that a little bit selfish, And here's the deal, we have to fill our cup before we can actually be present and there for others, so that we aren't pouring from an empty pitcher, so that we are being mindful of how we spend and invest our time, and I'm not saying that we also shouldn't take lavish care of other people. So I just want to make that clear, by taking lavish care of ourselves, I'm not at all saying or suggesting or indicating that other people should go by the wayside. These are some, this is just a self-concept that I've decided to adopt for myself. It will definitely grow and evolve over time. It will probably likely change as I go through life. And like I said, this is a long-term gain. This is like in five to 10 years down the road, who do I want to be? How do I want to be showing up for life? Who do I want to become next? So I want to get you started on adopting a new self-concept as well. And like I said, your self-concept does not have to be mine. But I'm going to give you some examples or some starters to sentences that you can fill in the blank and um, really kind of go with, right? Some examples to get the juices flowing for you for your new self-concept. And so I want you to complete the following sentences or pick pick one of these like prompts that resonates with you and then go with it. So the first example I have of a prompt that may help you kind of begin to generate your own self-concept is, I want to be someone who, I want to be someone who shows up with compassion for others around me. I want to be someone who dot, dot, dot. You get to decide whatever you, whatever you want to be. So for our work life, I want to be an assistant who, which is like such an interesting prompt. I want to be an assistant who shows up at the highest level, who is also compassionate and loves to work with others, who is a team player, whatever the new self-concept that you want to be at the office, that's a good prompt for you. And then I want to have the reputation of, I want to have the reputation of, I want to have the reputation of someone who shows up for her clients all in and um, helps them to figure out the next step in their career in life, right? I want to have the reputation of someone who gets their clients results. I want to have the reputation of someone who loves their family deeply and who's committed to their work also. So these are some prompts that you can use to kind of figure out where you want to take your life and where you want to, where you want to grow in and what you want to become. And then I do have some nuts and bolts kind of tips for you guys. And the first tip I have is once you've kind of figured out what you want the new self-concept to be, is to ask how the version of yourself who's already living into this self-concept would respond in any situation. So for example, if I am presented now with my new self-concept with the option of either moving my yoga session or not going to yoga and working. How would a new version, how would a woman who takes lavish care of herself respond in that situation? Well, she'd probably find another time to meet with her client, right? She'd probably find another time to do the other thing. And she would probably prioritize herself and yoga a little bit higher on the list, for example. Um, and then the second kind of tip I have for you is consider how you can get one step closer to that self-concept every day. So I know a lot of us are going to go to perfectionist fantasy land and we're going to like create this plan for ourselves and the second that we fail in one section, we're just going to throw the whole thing out the window. No, 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 no. That is not what I want for you guys to do. This is a incremental growth strategy in who you're becoming. An intentional choice and In who you want to be and and taking incremental steps in order to get there. It's not about perfection. So we gotta throw the perfection out the window and look at this as taking incremental steps towards this becoming, towards this being, towards like having this be second nature to us and having this be like the air that we breathe. And really it's about in living an intentional life. Adopting a new self-concept is less about perfection and more about living an intentional life. So. That is what I how I want you to view this. I do not want you to get all perfectionistic and like I'm going to do this this many times a week. I'm going to do this. We have this perfectionist fantasy of like living this new life and this amazing thing, and then it all goes out the window because we're putting so much pressure on ourselves. That is not what this is about. So I really want you to be aware and pay attention to your brain when it offers it up, when it offers up thoughts like, "Oh, you're gonna you're missing the mark." You're da 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 da. No 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 no. This is about living an intentional life and taking steps towards that intentional life and towards incremental change, not about perfection, not about perfection. There is no doing wrong here. It's not what this is about, okay? So I really want you to consider how you can get one step closer to that self-concept every day as a means to live into that new self-concept and as a means to really live more intentionally. That's what this is about. It's about living more intentionally. Okay. And then also the little things matter. Little things matter. So I just want you to also pay attention to your brain whenever you want to do the thing that goes against the new self-concept. So for me, for example, I want to eat nourishing foods. I want to indulge in chocolate and I want to have one big good a month. What's so fascinating about this kind of portion of this self-concept is is that I know that eating nourishing food for me on a regular basis does not consist of a lot of sugar and carbs. I love fruits and vegetables. It consists of all of that. I love whole foods, um, organic foods, those sort of things. And so, in the moment, when I'm presented with something that I know ultimately is not good for me, it's really easy for my brain to be like, oh, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. And to just dismiss and then eat the thing, right? But that's not going to support my life moving forward. That's not going to support this new self-concept. And look, like I said before, I am not about perfection. I'm not about doing things perfectly. And the reality is that if we're going to adopt a new self-concept and live into it, we are going to have to learn to experience a broad range of emotion and let those emotions pulse through us. Let that urge come through us. Let it, let's sit with, the desire and sit with all of that without actually taking action on it. And that is a skill that will serve you your entire life. If you're able to experience any emotion, the uncomfortable ones along with the comfortable ones, and by the uncomfortable ones, I mean shame, embarrassment, um, discomfort when you don't get what you want in the moment for the long term success, that skill will serve you so well throughout your life. And as a skill I'm really trying to develop in myself as well. Okay, guys. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And I hope you really do view this as like a growth opportunity for like, who do I want to be in life? And who is the next version of myself? And what does she look like? Or he look like? Or they look like, you know, I really, really do hope that you can grasp this as a tool for growth and really stay out a perfectionist land. Like, this is not something that we're going to be perfectionists with. This is something that we're like, "Hmm, I wonder how Annie five years from now who's figured things out a bit more would respond to this situation. And then from that place, make an intentional choice for yourself. This is more about living intentionally than it is about doing it perfectly. All right, guys, that is what I have for you today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.